last week. And then we have another uh, non-trend follower, non-futures guy talking this week. And this one set a new record. Never had as many retweets and loves as I got on this one uh, from Jeffrey Gunlatch. And um, I'll just read it. Uh, And this, I pulled this out. This is a quote from him. By far the best investing book is Reminiscences of a Stock Operator. Everything in that book is absolutely true about how markets work, how human nature works, the mistakes people make, the greed that they have, the ways they get themselves in trouble. So I think this is a very popular book. Maybe this is what uh, the search picked up and people just wanted to show how much they love this book. But also, it's a reoccurring theme with the people who follow me on Twitter. Um, They... The, the mechanical trading, the systematic trading that we do, the trend following, most feel is based, uh, the truths of that and why it works is sort of based in humans, human biases and psychology. And it's just people, I, I believe, saying, um, I appreciate diversification and systems and trend following uh, that it helps me avoid these mistakes and greed and other ways of getting ourselves in trouble. Um so, I don't know. What do you think? Is, am I am I right? What do you want, um, March, to go first? Or I, I think uh, everything in that book, just as uh, Jeffrey says, is uh, is correct. And you know, I, I actually have uh, multiple versions of that book uh, here at home in my office. Um, you know, one one that I bought myself, and then I told people that I really like it, and uh, got one as a present, and then purchased one that had some special drawings from Edwin Lefebvre when, you know, he published it in the newspaper back in the day. So it's, it is one of my favorite books. And a lot about in that book is about trend following and emotions and fear and greed and, and how markets work. And if you came to the conclusion, well, that, you know, this is a uh, hundred or so years ago, and therefore it's no longer relevant. Well, I think it is, um, you know, markets, they, you know, change and technology changes and, um, you know, the way people trade with each other, that changes. But at the end of the day, it's still people that do trades. And some of those people make up the markets and their emotions, their biases, their human attachment to PL, to money, that doesn't seem to change. And that creates, that creates tradable markets. Yeah, and it's also an interesting source, right? Uh, you know f- that that he talks about. Uh, Jeffrey talks about this book, right? Because I, I, I guess it's well known within our industry, and 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 it's been a while since I read it myself. But I, I agree, it's a, it's a great read, uh, and it's a very timeless read. Um, and um, but a lot of people maybe outside our little world may may not be familiar with it at all um and um but it's interesting that you not just hear that from the trend following crowd like we are but but even from someone who's certainly not known for for being a trend follower as far as i'm aware um uh, that he would that he would quote from from that like i said everything in that book is is real great apart from the ending, I think, uh, which is not covered in the book, uh, if, if I remember that correctly, but I think Jesse Livermore, uh, who is the character in that book, um, committed suicide at a later stage in his life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Other great treats this week, uh, Jerry, that got a lot of love and attention? 
Well, just to comment uh, before I, I, I read another one, um, it reminds me of the Moneyball book. And when I read Moneyball sure. and when I read uh, Reminiscences, it's all about trend following. I, you know, But then all of a sudden you see other people in other areas of investing, uh, they try to adopt it as their own as well. So uh, you would think that Moneyball and Reminiscences are, are only for us systematic trend followers, but nope, other people in other industries or other areas of finance can figure out a way to uh, make it sound like it's it's theirs as well. So that's fine. Um, a follow-up uh, tweet to that, which was the second most popular uh, from the same article, quote, it's all exactly the same. We can have the internet, we can have algorithms, we have robo-advisors, we have drones. You know what? It's all just human nature and it hasn't changed. It's not going to. So sort of the same theme there, but I guess I have to say that it's in our best interest. We want this to be true. We're bombarded with trend following doesn't work, uh, periods where it doesn't work well, and we just desperately need for human nature not to change because we see that as a cornerstone of why trend following works. And so I, I do think it's in our self-interest and uh, to believe that, and it's probably true that it hasn't changed. It, but uh, I think we need to just uh, recognize that um, that maybe it's not as objective. Maybe it will change. Maybe there is a way for the world to uh, adopt auto automa uh, automation, AI, machine learning systems to where it'll be very rare that human emotions and biases and human nature are allowed into the markets anymore to influence them. Kind of a downer, but uh, I think it's just interesting. All of a sudden, I get five likes, t 10 likes, and then 50, and 350. And they all usually revolve around things we all want to be true. Yeah. 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 I mean, we were talking about this uh, as well before we started, a little bit about when you look at the manager space today, right? There are some managers who really do trend following the way they did it back in the 80s, right, or 90s. And it's very volatile. And usually those type of strategies are not favored by investors. So they the AUM is small. But, you know, from time to time, they deliver really, really strong returns, um, you know, right when you need it, so to speak. But, you know, a lot of other managers, in, you know, probably somewhat influenced a little bit, you know, ourselves is, okay, so we, we evolve and, and we recognize the fact that outside influences uh, such as investors' preferences, you know, so we try to make it better. We try to to have a higher sharp ratio and, and do different things to improve um, because that's what people, quote unquote, want us to do and want to buy. But when you do that, there is obviously the risk that you lose some of the things that people really deep down want from us which is what we're talking about right now you know it's been a difficult year and it may be the beginning of a difficult period for equities and right now what people really want is something that can make money for them in their portfolios as equities and as bonds have done uh, or you know previous in the year uh, have had a tough time but it's that balance between staying true to what we uh, probably know is will work but it just doesn't look as nice uh you know while you're in it and so people don't want to buy it they only want it sele in selective periods um you know so that that's the that's the challenge how do you bridge those two things
We must stay vigilant. We must wait. We're preaching long term, so we need to be there when everybody starts to agree. Why did you change? Why weren't you there? And so that's, I think, even worse than living through a bad year or a bad period and being criticized is when that opportunity comes. Hey, look, we did a great job in 2008. That was a crisis. 2008 itself. Can you imagine trying to debate and argue? uh, How did you do in 2018 prior to, uh, you know, the past few years? I provided crisis alpha. Well, that's strange because before October, there wasn't much of a crisis. Now, was there? <laughs> no, there wasn't. So yeah. this is all in people's heads. Now, January 2008, the S&P hit a 200-day low. In January 2008, hit a 200-day low. What followed that was tremendous crisis because we trade a lot of different markets and we go short and we have a systematic approach. We did well. So that's the crisis. I'm not, if we happen to do well in a bad month or week for stocks, great. But we just have to get it. We can't listen to this. We have to be ready. And uh, when our opportunity arises, uh, and we're not going to get a lot of love before that. No. And hopefully people who uh, believe in trend following like the three of us do, uh, you you take a little bit of uh, comfort in your day from the fact that we are, trying to help each other uh, stay the course and and not get too uh, bogged down by a bad year or a bad month, uh, you know. 